0: lovely for having gone back to work today (laughs) thank you thank you hello (laughs) thank you for joining thanks for um being on make it make sense this is just a project that I've been working on where I really try very hard to make sense of the world that most of the time makes no sense whatsoever so I appreciate you being here to try to help me do that so Stephanie tell us a little bit about you who are you what's your story (laughs)
1: Um, Well, first, thanks for having me. Um, My full name is Stephanie Faulkner. I teach uh, 8th grade math, 7th grade pre-AP and 8th grade math. This is my 16th year um, teaching, my 16th year in Fort Worth ISD. Um, I've only taught two grades, well, two different schools. I did 5th grade for 8 years and now 7th and 8th for 8 years. Which do you Um, like, Heather? They're sweeter in fifth grade, right? They are a lot sweeter in fifth grade. (laughs) A lot sweeter in fifth grade. Eighth grade is that transition where they're trying to figure out, you know, who they are. And I'm at an all-boys school, so it's also the whole testosterone and who's the bigger and stronger. Yeah, fifth grade was a lot sweeter. But I like eighth grade content, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it
0: totally does. Sorry yeah. you you were telling us about your offspring,
1: yes, my son, my baby he's uh, nine he'll be ten in uh, about a week and a half and um uh, yeah, that's my baby he keeps me on my toes too that he's the boy and
0: well you're learning all the stuff though for yeah, like yeah. oh yeah
1: ten steps ahead of the game
0: yeah <laughs> so, and it's like a whole other language you have to speak to communicate with children that age so I'm sure you're absolutely. Up- all of Absolutely. All. I ask my students all the time. I'm like, Hey, so what does this mean? Yeah. And then I'll come back to him and
1: I'll say it to him and he'll be like, Mom, do you know what that is? And I'm like, yep, I do.
0: Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I am not proud of how much I have, um, urban dictionary things, people to try to like, to try to keep up with whatever my kids are saying. So yeah, they're not very gracious about telling me what the language is. So I just take to the internet to try to figure it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, well, I so appreciate you being here and and you're a teacher, which means you went back to school today after the Christmas break, which I mean, how much did you work on your Christmas break? Honestly, because probably all the time, right?
1: Well, normally I do. Normally I am probably the whole break trying to reconfigure everything that didn't go right the first semester and find the kids I need to really focus on the next semester. Um, But I was sick
0: like yes you
1: were get out of bed couldn't yeah. do anything couldn't function sick for like 10 days Oh, so honey. that's why today when I went back I was there pretty much the whole time because I had so much to try to get in so yeah. I, I do some more stuff
0: here in a little bit
1: and, yeah but well, yes that's
0: life is, of a teacher like I feel yeah, like yeah. you never really get breaks off um so I'm not surprised to hear that but maybe God was forcing you to take a little rest with whatever this illness was, but there's some nasty stuff going around. So I'm glad to hear that you're on the mend or that you're. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So let's talk about teaching because I I will tell you, so you and I came together several years ago because you are part of what, you know, I teachers I've always felt like are grossly underpaid. I, I think that was definitely brought to light during COVID for myself because we, I only had the kids home for a few months with homeschooling, but I do not have your gene. I am not cut out for any of that. And so I've never appreciated our teachers more than after COVID because to deal with a classroom full of that and let that be like your heart and your joy is like, takes a special kind of person. But I've always felt that teachers were underpaid for like raising our kids, which you guys absolutely do. And so we need to be more grateful. But the sad thing is in Texas, the reason I have so many teachers in my life is because your insurance is really expensive. And so people come out and try to look for outside insurance so that they don't have to take what the district is offering. And so that's when you and I came together is because the first big topic is why are y'all so underpaid? And I'm sure you this is i'm this is not going to be any um earth-shattering light-giving like idea here but you know realistically you guys are 26.4% teachers are paid less than other similarly educated professionals which mm-hmm. is crazy to me like i don't understand how we got here and you know there's there's such a mass exodus right now of teachers like leaving the profession and the the pay compensation is the number one cited reason. So yeah. talk to me about what you've seen cuz you have to have seen so many of your homies like leaving the profession, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean,
1: um as far as why I honestly don't know other than like the state funding part of it and you know all of that, but at the end of the day, um definitely underpaid for the hours and the time um, and our own expenses that we put into it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, but you're not paying us but then they're requiring more and more from us every year, as far as time constraints and meetings and trainings and go here and do this and document this 17 times and show up here 22 times. And, but our pay isn't going anywhere. We're doing all this extra work, putting in all this extra time and effort and it is burnout.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it really is. It's, it's burnout. And, um, I say every year and I feel like every year it happens a little, little bit earlier. I'm tired. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm tired. And it's not the kids because I do have that, whatever that, that gene or that bug is. I love teaching. I yeah. love teaching. I love the classroom. I love the aha moments that my kids hit have. I love the aha moments that I have as an educator where I'm like, oh, this is it. This is what I got to do. This is what I have to you know, I love that. Yeah. That everything outside of that is why educators are leaving, and we just we don't get paid enough for what they're asking us to do.
0: Yeah. And In you've been it, it for a long time. So like, yeah. do you feel like because the, the pay has just kind of leveled off or they'll, they'll kind of cheat you. Like they'll give you an increase, but then your insurance will go up. Right. Like there's always, there's always something that you guys are always kind of getting the short end of the stick. Do you feel like since the, since teaching hasn't stayed competitive in the compensation that you see like a less skilled teacher coming into the classroom,
1: Absolutely, especially with a lot of these new schools that are coming up, these charter schools that are opening where they're starting pay maybe higher than the district starting pay, you know, they'll, all the good teachers will go over there and I know one of the guys personally that started one of the, the rocket ship and he went and handpicked a lot of the best teachers, you know, from certain districts for that reason because he knew he could pay them more, he knew yeah. he could offer them more and it's a brand new school, brand new system. Why not? Um, and then I, I've been scared myself just to leave my district. Like I said, I've been in my district 16 years. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it is fear, you know, like, oh. I don't know what else is out there. i going to stay where I know what it is. Um, but a lot of districts have been trying to, like, level with each other, but nobody really saying hey we're going to pay the teachers what they're worth this is you know this is it and making teachers go there except for a lot of these like I said the charter schools
0: and the private schools so if your school so how many like head count is your school understaffed like right now currently um so my school is is probably a small I'm six through twelve.
1: Um, And I am the only seventh grade, pre-AP, eighth grade math teacher. Other schools usually have like two or three because their numbers are so high. Um, But our school is relatively small. Um, It's a school of choice, which that's a whole nother. You can ask me about that next. (laughs) Um, But we, even with us being small, we're probably missing three right now um and, and so it's, that
0: just means the it's
1: crucial it's,
0: subjects it's like that's yeah, not so, like so everybody has to pick up that course load right i mean yeah do you have more students or do you have more work to do or both a little bit of
1: both um we had one another for example so we had a teacher who was out for 8 9 weeks in the beginning of the school year and so we were helping out with the subs that were in there helping with those kiddos watching those kiddos now we're planning Saturday camps that we're going to be working and you know what I'm saying trying to help with those kids um just to keep them where they're supposed to be because we were without a teacher for so long right um so yeah and the teachers that we're missing now they're they're four subjects core high school subjects too that have to take the EOC so those kids are behind
0: and so we're gonna have to
1: you know start figuring out a plan of action for them as well
0: Well, you know, so we're in a district that just this year went to four-day school weeks. Okay, It was their their attempt to entice teachers to come to teach it, you know, in this district. Um, Now, and, and this is just from, like, completely from the parent side of things, so I can only imagine from the teacher side of things, but, like, I didn't realize until like we moved to the schedule, how by the time Friday came, we were really running on fumes, like just Mm -hmm. getting everyone to practices and up for class. And I've got two different start times and everybody's got to have breakfast and lunch and all this stuff out the door. And it's just like a lot of chaos to get two kids where they need to be. And I realize now that we're like, we were running on fumes by the time Friday rolled around. And so I'm so grateful for this new schedule um, mm-hmm. but I can only imagine cause your days are, you know, what, probably like seven to five normally, like that's you're probably how much you're in the school. Right. So like, I can't even imagine. And then coming home and having an adolescent boy that you have to, you know, be his mom when you check, when you clock out, like, it's just so much. So I, I just yeah. can't even imagine where you pull that from because there's no there's no reprieve, yeah.
1: And a lot of us have like side jobs or like part time jobs in addition. Right. I mean, I have two, yeah. <laughs> you know, that I do as well. So I have very early mornings and very late nights because that time when I come home, I do try to spend with my child while he's awake, yeah. um, and not take away from him and be actively engaged
0: in going to his practice and you know doing all that. Um, so wow now how much do you think you spend on average out of pocket on your classroom because i know this is another like hot button issue
1: yeah um i'm a lot i'm i'm that teacher if my kids are hungry they know where to come um, if, you know, they're having a bad day and they need to have a wu moment, they know where to come. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of things that, you know, uh, that are not even education related that I, I buy and pay for, for my kiddos just for their, you know,
0: they're just mental, basic needs. Mental health. yeah,
1: mental health, basic needs, you know, things like that. As far as materials, um, I pay for an online program. Uh, out of pocket because we can't fund it, and I use it for my kids who uh, are struggling, my low performing kids, to give them that extra enforcement. Um, another resource to use. Um, other than that, constantly pencils, notebooks, journals, uh, you know, things like that. So
0: never ending.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: keep track of it anymore. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Well, okay. So talk to me. So COVID had to be, I mean, it rocked all of our worlds, but like, how did it change your job? Cause I feel like it was like, how long did you guys, were you off grid? How long did you like teach virtually? Like what did it look like and what did it looked like to go back and have so many less people there?
1: Um, I didn't realize the effects of COVID until maybe about two months after we did go back and it really hit me. I think I was depressed Um, because teaching just, and like I said, I love my job. I love teaching. So teaching wasn't the same. Like you don't get to interact with the kiddos. You don't get to know them and you know, really have that interaction and be able to sit there and help them. And I teach math, so it's very pencil and paper. You gotta, nope, that's not any Erase that, do it again. Don't come up with that over there. You know, So it's very hands-on and I didn't get that. And so it was just, I was talking to a screen and it wasn't the interaction and the relationship building that's so important in the classroom wasn't happening. And so when we got back, um, it took a while, you know, on both ends, the kids and, you know, the staff to like fall back into the norm of things because we had got so used to that social distance
0: yeah. that
1: it was like, hey, no, it's okay, you know, for me to come over here and talk to you now. It's okay for us to interact. It's okay if you had a bad day. Give me a hug, let's go, let's check it off, let's, you know, push through. Like. So it took a while and when it finally started to like unravel and get back to normal, I was like, gosh, I was in a funk for a really long time. And I don't think I realized I was in it until I came out of it and it was yeah. just like, oh, okay, this is, you know, um, yeah. but it was definitely different. And um, coming back and not having all the kids there, it was tough. Um, and like I said, on both sides for the kids too. It was there it was a real adjustment for them coming back and a lot of conversations that had to be had just about life, not about school and hmm. and math, just about life in
0: general, so. Were you worried for your health during that time? Um, I was,
1: and then I'll double back and say that I was, but it was more so for my son because I didn't want to get anything to give to him Right. And I didn't want him to get anything because he has, he has uh, allergy induced asthma. Yeah, He's got a lot of breathing issues already. And we've been to ER several times in the past because of his oxygen levels. So I was just like, oh my God, if my kid gets COVID, yeah, no kidding. you know, I don't, you know, God forbid, you know, anything would happen to my baby. So I was worried about me, but I was more so worried about how it was going to affect him or his great grandmother, who we were around all the time, who was 90, you know, and my gosh, we can't go see family anymore. We can't, you know, do anything because we don't want to get anybody sick. Right. Did you, did you ever have COVID? Not that I know of. Yeah. Um, I felt like I did. I lost my smell, my, all all the symptoms, but I tested negative three times. Isn't that weird? Yes. And I believe my son actually may have had it the January before COVID really hit. Yeah. Um, Because we were in the hospital and his oxygen levels were low and he was coughing like crazy and he didn't feel well. And he tested negative for flu and everything else. Yeah. And they had to just, you know, put him on the oxygen machines and give him all this stuff. And two months later, COVID came out. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm pretty sure yeah Yeah, that's been here for a little bit longer but yeah so i don't know i've I've been sick a few times and even this go around i went um two different times tested negative for everything until finally they were like oh yeah well now it's in your lungs now you
0: have pneumonia but we're like where'd that come from goodness well yeah. yeah so when you came back from covid when we all came back to school did you have a big chunk of people that were gone at the return in the beginning?
1: Because we rolled it out where it was kind of an option to where you could come back or you can remain virtual. And they tried that until they realized that it that's just not uh, feasible yeah. um, in terms of time with us like you can't expect us to teach in class and virtual at the same time right um so then that went away and then eventually the kids kind of trickled back in once we took that away did you go back as soon as you could like in person yeah I did yeah I did I wanted to um I'm like I said I missed the classroom I missed being around the kids and and the
0: interaction and um
1: you yeah.
0: know? So. Got it. So as hard as it, there, I mean, they're just, there's so many parts of your job that again, I'm grateful for the people who are called to do that. I, I try to think through like what our teachers go through just like in dealing with my own children. And I feel like there is a tendency now because we, we like cater to our children so much that there's this tendency to take the side of our kids where when I grew up, I'm sure when you grew up, like that was not the case. Like my parents were so believing the teacher before they <laughs> believed what I had to say, but that's not really the case anymore. And mm-hmm. do, you, like, do you feel that? Do you feel like oh, you're yeah. at war with some of these parents because how overindulged our kids are? Oh, absolutely. Um, I live by the
1: process, uh, the motto of document everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I document everything and I hold, I keep my receipts <laughs> because yeah. that's the only thing now. And even then they'll still be like, well, I still don't believe it. And I'm like, ma'am, this is right here. This is, you know, signed by him and me. Um, you know, here's this boom, boom, boom. And you'll still get some that are
0: still like, no, I don't believe it. Does the, so, school, the administrators, do they have your back in these instances? They will. Um, I've I've been
1: really blessed with an administrator who does, you know, uh, have my back on things. Uh, we do butt heads on something like the grades. That I think for me, that's where the most entitlement comes. Um, they just feel like they should pass, even if they're not doing the work that says that they pass. And um, I have had to bump heads a few times with my admin behind that because I'm not going to just give you a grade just because you feel like you deserve a 70, and, but you haven't turned in any of my work. Or, you know, so that's one of the things. And parents, parents feel, oh, my kid should have an A, or well, your kid has an 87. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Your kid is
1: more than more than welcome to come in and retake something and see if, you know, we can do something. But if there's not that effort there, you, you can't do it. Just your, your son has to come do it, you know? Yeah. Um. So that's for me where the entitlement comes in a lot is in the grades. Uh, behavior. Thank goodness. I don't really have a lot of behavior issues. My kids might
0: actually like me. <laughs> of course they do. That's what I believe. But still, they've all got phones. They have computers in their pocket. Like, I can't even imagine trying to keep their attention or keep them from cheating all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you even manage this? Honestly. It's a lot of monitoring. It's a lot of um, classroom
1: policies and procedures being constantly reinforced um, and setting the expectation and not lowering it for them. Um, and I don't, and I tell them, you can call your mom and dad and get your phone out because they can't have their phones. Otherwise, but I'm like, you can get it out right now. You can call whoever, but we're not doing this. We're here for a reason, you know, and they understand like, cause they know all teachers say this, but are you really going to hold me accountable to it? Are you really going to enforce this day in and day out in this classroom? Because a lot of teachers will start out with it. And they'll, you know, two, three days, four days, they'll start letting little things slide. And the minute you do that, the kids know they got you. Yeah. Um, And so it's downhill from there. And I don't, I'm I'm a stickler for it. I I set that bar high and I'm going to keep you there
0: uh, all year. Good for you, though. I bet it shows up in your parenting, too, because you really are like, he's not going to get away with anything like you've got his number before he's even thought of what he was going to do next, you've already got it solved. So, but I imagine that it, cause he is a, he's a boy and he's at that age. And I bet all that kind of shows up. I mean, and, and so how yeah. do, you, do you manage? Because some, they, they get laptops, like they're supposed to be on computers and technology is supposed to be part of their curriculum, but how do you manage all this other stuff? Because they either have a phone or they have a watch or they have something, an iPad, something where they can be up to mischief. Like I just can't. And, and here's here's what's shocking. So there's there's a um I I was watching a a political show, Real Time with Bill Maher, recently, and I was dumbfounded because he showed all of these videos that I guess the internet is chock full of these videos where students are assaulting administrators and teachers over whatever technology and and your boys are kind of at that age where they've got all the hormones raging and they're a lot of them are bigger than the adults and like they can kind of go rogue like i was shocked at how much this happens i don't know if you've ever had an experience of it happening um but it's, it's wild to me. And it seems like it's pretty prevalent. It's kind of the norm.
1: It is. And a lot of that goes back to the parents part of it too, where, you know, there's no consequences at home, or if, you know, they're entitled to act this way and they know their parents aren't really going to do anything, you know, you'd be surprised. You'd be like, Oh, I bet you wouldn't talk like that in front of your mom. And then you hear how they talk in front of their mom. you're like, Oh, Okay, yeah, maybe you would talk like that in front of yeah. your mom, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it really is. Um, and again, I don't knock on wood here, but I don't have behavior issues. So to address the first thing with the technology in the classroom, um, when they are on and in my classroom, the programs um, have monitoring um, systems, so like it lets me know if they're actually working if they're you know if they've gone idle mm-hmm. um if they're not even logged in That's you know and for, and for how long so it will be like oh you know little jimmy's been idle for 2 minutes and i'm like um jimmy what you doing over there huh oh nothing you know and he'll get back um and i'll see it go back green to show right. okay yeah you were doing something else that you weren't supposed to but and then a lot of it i i sit with them I go sit at their tables, I sit right in the way my classroom is set up, there's one spot in the room where I can see all of their screens from where I'm sitting. But I just, I get out there and I sit with them and I'll hop from table to table and keep my computer with me so I can see what they're doing and monitor. um I try to make it fun. I set goals for them like, hey, this is what we're working on. If everybody gets here by, you know, such and such date, then Friday we got X, Y, and Z you know so they're all holding each other accountable as well. Um hey, come on now so you pay attention. You're falling behind. So that's that. Um with the kids going rampant and just losing it. Ah. Terrifying. It is. And it's a lot of I don't know if it's a lot of what's going on in the world. That's just carrying over because that is a lot of what I see in in my district, in my school. These kids have so much pressure on them outside of school that sometimes inside of school is the only place they feel dominant or maybe even in control because they're not. Um so they're kind of different kids. And when you really kind of get to talking to them and 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 figuring things out, you'd be surprised how many of them that's really not even who they are. Um, there was a reason there was something that led to that that could have been, you know what I'm saying, handled better. If somebody would have said something or noticed or had a conversation or but they didn't. And so the kid spirals. Um, and a lot of that, it's the mental health. It's just where our society and our world is right now. These kids are not okay. They're just, they're really not. And that's the sad part about it is that our kids deal with so much outside of our classroom that if you come into the classroom and you don't address that, or you don't acknowledge that everything else you're saying is falling on deaf ears because they're thinking about what happened over here. They can't get to where you're at. And if you come at them with aggression or anger or try to put a hammer down
0: on them about this that they can't even focus on, they're losing it. Have you had any instances like that where people were attacked at your school?
1: <laughs> I was in the classroom. This is this year. Sorry, my shortness of breath is still there. Oh, no, um, and I'm teaching great lesson i'm real proud about my lesson and it was so funny because i heard all this commotion in the hallway and this deep voice and he's cussing and threatening and i'm gonna do this to you and calling their outer name and i hear my teacher going back with him and i'm thinking this is a grown man like what is going on out here so i'm like taking my keys off preparing to go help my friend out here like what is going on and I opened the door and it is the smallest itty bitty tiny sixth grader you've ever seen in your life oh my and I was like what in the world And he's still going he brushed past her and shouldered her and she kind of went into the wall unless she's a little older and I'm like what like I literally thought it was a grown man The way he was talking and the tone of his voice. I thought it was a grown-up. And so it was this little bitty sixth grader. And um, come to find out, long story short, uh, I guess they had been having some issues for a couple of weeks going back and forth. And on that particular day, um, he had some stuff at home. Some family stuff and she said the wrong thing at the wrong time and he lost it. so Did he get but he, he is happened? a troubled kid though don't don't get me wrong he is a troubled kid. he does have a, a history of of some things going on and some anger issues but he hasn't got help and at the end of the day that's where okay so if he has this trail of stuff, what are we doing? Right. If we know this about him, what are we doing? Why aren't we getting him help? Like we, as a district, as a school, there are so many resources we should have. Why aren't we doing something for him? Because yeah. if this goes left and something tragic happens, then that's not, that falls on us to me, you know, because we know about yeah.
0: this and we're not doing anything. And because Stephanie documented everything. So we know how many times that happened. We everything, know everything, everything. <laughs> so did he get expelled he did not
1: he was in school the next day did was um, the
0: teacher in on that decision or did she
1: i think she was not happy about it yeah um he a couple days after that he stormed out of her classroom again and left to school um they sent a security guard after him to find him they brought him back they put him in in-house for the rest of the week um he came and sat in my room instead of going to her class that week he came back and just to kind of give them that separation because she's the only teacher at that grade level. Um, And I mean, he was fine. He talked about it. He said he was sorry. And I mean, you know, so when that was the week before the break. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Coming back. So would you do it again? Would you go teach and take this path again, the way things are today?
1: You know, I never intended to be a teacher in the first place. Um, it really just fell on me. Literally, like just fell in my lap all in one day. Hey, show up for an interview, show up for the interview. Hey, we want to hire you. And I'm like, I have no... Uh, resume I didn't have a teacher certification my degree's not in education like it just um
0: yeah but that was 16 years ago so it that was, was 16 years ago, ago. A long time ago would
1: I start now like yeah. today knowing yeah. what it is probably not yeah um I would I probably wouldn't, I? I'd probably look into something else.
0: Yeah. I but. mean, it's hard to scratch that itch because you do, I, I, so just knowing what I know about you, you, you would probably be good at whatever you decided to do. So this just happened to be the thing, but I, mm-hmm. I do think you have a passion for teaching and that's hard to find the role where you can instruct if, you know, that's really, and you seem to have, um, really these kids' best interests at heart. Like, you know, so some of that would probably be missing in your next corporate America job. But I I do understand where it would be really challenging. Like, you know, young teacher teaching used to be the profession. Like I can't think of how many girls I graduated with that were like, I'm going to go be a teacher. And I knew I didn't have the genes. So I never uttered those words. Like that was never part of my story. But I, it was, it was the thing to do. And now I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's that many, I mean, because of like, not just the ones that are, are not going into the profession, but how many are actually leaving the profession because of all of these things we're talking about the aggression of children. And, and I mean, we feel stressed all the time. Like that's no different. These kids it's trickling to them and they're that's showing up in your classroom. So That's a a complexity. Technology is a complexity. They're smart mouths and how much we're (laughs) taught to like speak our minds, whether or not we should, their lack of respect for adults and authority figures. Plus, I don't know what the hell we're feeding these kids, but they're all bigger. Like they're just bigger people, right? They are. You're tall, but Mm -hmm. like some of those kids are probably still taller than you and they're in eighth grade it's pretty great. They can't wait. They walk by me all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm coming for you. Yeah. But I'm telling you, and I, so I don't know what we're feeding them, but they're larger people. I mean, even that little sixth grader who sounded like a grown man, it's because we've injected his foods with all kinds of hormones and he's, he is bigger and his voice is deeper and like all of that. So I just can't like, if, if, someone came to you and asked you that question like a, a young girl who's just about to graduate from college and said i want you to be my mentor would you do it would, would do you think you could sell the profession and make her want to do it at this point i'm actually
1: somebody's mentor right now uh and she came she, i worked with her during summer school and um, then she graduated um, that i think in august and she asked, she said, I want to get into teaching. She was like, will you, you know, be my mentor? And I told her, yes. Um, I told her everything I was going to tell her was probably going to be against the grain as far as what she's learned and what she's been taught, yeah. uh, because that only works in the perfect world and this is not it. Yeah. Um, so I, I was very transparent with her about what she was walking into in terms of the kids, uh, the workload, administration, um, just what it is to really be a teacher in 2023, 2024. Yeah. Um, and so she's, you know, she's been very thankful about it because she was just like, yeah, she was like, that definitely is not the pay- the picture that's painted for you in my classes and in you know all these trainings that we go to. That's not it. And so. Um, She's actually the first person that I've agreed to mentor in all these years.
0: Why have Uh, you put it down? I'm sure people have approached you.
1: uh, Just responsibility. I have so much. I do so much. Um, I tutor. I coach my son. Like I said, I've got two other little side time jobs that I do as well. I just didn't want to take on any more responsibility. Um, But she, I don't know what it was about her this summer. Yeah. I was just like, oh no, I gotta help her. I gotta. Yeah. <laughs> she needs. She needs a little truth coming into her life right now. Walking into this.
0: And well, she's still into it though. Having heard all of that, she starts uh, this semester. Okay. So
1: yeah, she got picked up at a at a school in my district. It's an elementary, um, and so she went today. Today was her first day. And so we'll see. I kind of, we sat and we talked on, was that Sunday and I helped her a little bit with like how to structure her lessons and things like that. So she's excited. Um, but again, she's young and I was excited, you know, young too, like you said, it's, it's and then you get in there. So if, if you get in there and it's not what you expect it to be, that's where people and the disconnect comes. That's why I try to be very honest with her yeah, good out the gate. Like know what this is that you're walking into is
0: not what they painted for you over here in this classroom setting. So, well, cause I mean, you want to show up excellent to everything that you do mm-hmm. and you really, because you have other little humans that you're in charge of for all of those hours of a day, you don't really have time to have an off day which is a whole other level of pressure. Like you can't just have a bad day and take it out on the kids. Like that doesn't work. You won't have a job for very long if that happens, Mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, I commend you for being honest with her. I think that it, you know, they're my job, same thing. Like lots of false promises and not really painting the real picture. And I'm like, look, it's a great job if you understand what you're signing up for, but I'm going to make sure you understand what you're signing up for because- not is just a waste of your time and mine. So I, I, you know, I think that that honesty is, I'm sure she welcomes it. I think it's great. I think you should mentor more people, not that you have time, but yeah. I mean, I think, you know, she's, she's probably going to be that much further ahead. I've always looked at my job as a mentor as like, tell someone all the things that you wish someone had told you along the way that they did it,
1: yeah.
0: right? Because people want to hold that stuff close to the vest or when they figure it out, they don't want to like, share the knowledge which I think is so shameful um but if and you- I'll say I was blessed
1: um because I started out with really strong teachers around me that did give it to me straight and give it to yeah. me honest and laid it all out there and said hey this is what you need to do you know the rest of this don't worry about it. this is the bread and butter this is what it is that you focus on don't let the rest stress you this is how you do X, Y, and Z. This is how you approach X, You know what I mean? So I really did start out in a great situation. Um, so anytime I can help somebody else within my school, I, I definitely do. I just, that I couldn't do the mentor thing. Um, but I am glad
0: that I helped her. She's She's a real sweet girl. And I think she's
1: going to do good. Yeah.
0: How many police officers are at your school?
1: Um, we have one police officer that's there constantly. And then our campus security guard.
0: Do you think, cause how much training goes into like active shooter now? Like so much. Uh,
1: in the beginning of the school year, we have one. I know they do it more so for like our campus security. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly,
0: we have that one training and that's about it. it. I just can't even imagine how much training really would be required to deal with a situation like that. Like I'm sure a lot of it's instinctual, but like so much of it, I feel like I would have to really have beat over my head. So I can't even imagine the pressure. Like, I think this, when I drop the kids at school, I'm like, man, these kids have a police officer in their life every single day at their school. Mm-hmm. That was never part of my coming up and yeah. how different the world really is. And all of these active shootings happening in our back, in our backyard, like backyard. they to happen here because uh, probably because of our looser gun laws, but it's mm-hmm. really kind of terrifying. and And just back to all that we talked about earlier with the overly aggressive hormonal kind of adolescent because the world is really tough on them and we don't have any idea what these kids go home to so I can only imagine and I'm sure you get to scratch the surface a little bit and try that's why you try to be the haven when they're at school someplace that they can go but I just can't imagine that level of pressure do y'all do y'all even do like tornado drills because that's what we did tornado drills we yeah we still do uh like our lockdown
1: tornado you know the basic drills like that um but it is it is a concern um like i said my school is small but we're around the corner from another high school who they probably have four squad cars sitting out in front of their school at any given moment so that means they have you know at least four you know police in their school um and several times we've had to go on lockdown because there's been a shooting in the area and the shooter is running in on foot so they don't know where he's at so we go on lockdown um and a lot of things get brought up with that too just about our school safety we have so many (laughs) doors that don't work um that are supposed to, you know, lock and don't. Uh, You know, we have a lot of safety issues that we bring up all the time. Um, One of my teachers, her daughter is at a college uh, that had two active shooters in the same year. And so she's like paranoid, you know, behind that. And, you know, again, since that mental health of everybody, if this is just a scary time, you never know. Uh, We've had several instances where our kids have been on social media saying they were going to come shoot up to school the next day. Um, oh and, you know, God. so we show up and it's a large police presence waiting on that kid to get to the school. And uh, so yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. My son actually goes to the elementary where the cafeteria lady was shot. Did you hear about that in the news about a month or two mm-hmm. ago?
0: I don't watch the news because of this. And-
1: it's a lot. And so I pulled up to drop him off. And as I pulled up the whole, everything was blocked off and the tape was up and it was just blowing my mind. How many parents were still letting their kids get out the car and walk up the sidewalk to the school because they couldn't drive because it was, I was like, yeah, I'm not seeing the yellow tape. Like we don't know what's going on. Why are you letting your kids go? So I yeah. U turned, I took them to school with me. Like, I'm not letting my kid walk up the street and there's police everywhere. Uh, Um, So that, you know, that's a conversation I had to have with him, you know, about what happened and, you know, why this happened and how we're going to be safe and what happens if it happened while we were at school. And, you know, so
0: it's just different times. It's definitely different 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 times. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think there have probably been a lot of instances over the past couple of years where you've like thought twice about you know what you're doing and where you're at i i would think that would be true of anyone these the mm-hmm. post covid people don't seem to want to work as much there's there definitely were lots of teachers so i talked to them because they'd call me and they'd say i'm leaving and i need to talk about health insurance so i would hear how many were leaving teaching because it just became too much the workload just increased exponentially the pay did not match it so like again i'm i'm super grateful i take every chance i get i'm sure that this happens you know i have the the middle schooler who's 7th grade and he's not going to allow me to give so you got you you kind of get the short end of the stick in this case because he won't let me take his teacher's gifts because he's too cool for that now but i'm like every chance we get to like spoil like whether it's teacher appreciation or valentine's day or whatever christmas i like to mm-hmm. just say another thank you to them because man it's the it's a job that i couldn't do so i'm so grateful yes, you, you do that even with us thank you yes, of course your, of course your gift cards, i love them i always love getting your cards and your notes i think it's amazing that you do that thank you well thank you well i'm so appreciative just of all of it of everything you do um Thank you for taking this time with me. I know you haven't been feeling well, so I really do appreciate. And I know you've got two side hustles and a regular job. So I'm going to let you get back to all of it. But real quick, before I let you go, one other question. If you were to give your younger self one piece of advice that maybe would have changed it all, and it can be about teaching. It doesn't have to be. What would be that piece of advice? What would you tell your younger self?
1: Um... Don't hold yourself responsible for things you have no control over. Um, for the longest time, I was one of those kids that kind of grew up in a not so good environment uh, in home life. And I carried that. And that's not my responsibility. That's not, you know, and and I think a lot of kids do that. Um, and a lot of adults do it. You know, it's just a lot of pressure and some things are out of your control. That's not your fault. It's not your baggage to carry. Put it down and keep going. You know, worry about. When did you learn this? Um, honestly, in college, uh, I I was taking some psych classes. My my sister, well, I don't know how I ended up in in education. Yeah. So I wanted to be in. I wanted to work with kids. I did. I wanted to do like counseling or work with MHMR. Um, but yeah, I started. I was taking these classes. And I was just like sounds like me
0: wait a minute
1: I do that and so it's like this healing process that I was you know going through taking these classes and I was just like put it down focus on what you can focus on worry about what you have control over and that's it
0: that is brilliant advice um I still struggle with that I want to fix everything and everyone yeah and there's not enough hours in the day for that so yeah for you. I think that's fantastic advice for your younger self, although you've picked it up pretty young, so you've already been employing it. I think that's awesome. So well, I appreciate you and your candid convo and spending this time with me. So thank you so much. Absolutely.
1: Thank you for having me. All right, honey. Well, we'll talk. Bye. All right. Bye.